0: This week on Dig Me Out with your hosts Jason Diak and Tim Minichi.
1: Jay, we're back again with another episode. Thanks to our Dig Me Out Union on Patreon. You can help us make the next episode happen by joining us at dmounion.com or digmeoutunion.com. And someone who is helping us make the union stronger, Jay, is Neil Winter. He just joined us at Patreon. Welcome, Neil. Hope you found our Discord or the lively chats. We should have voted in our polls for the monthly album selections and welcome to the union. Hey, Neil. Jay, this is episode. I did the math. I ran the numbers. It's number 600. There it is. We've been at it for 600 episodes. Um, so clearly we're better than Seinfeld because we've gone past <laughs> Seinfeld. How many were um,
0: those? How many how many episodes of Seinfeld are there? Uh,
1: that was on that was on for a couple years, but they only did like you know, it was 8 years, but they did four, nine. What did they do? 22 episodes a season? Yeah. Sounds so, about right. so they only probably did 180, 190 episodes.
0: 180.
1: There you go. There you go.
0: Did you just see that off the top of your head? or Yeah, off the top out? of
1: my head. Yep, 180. Boom. So we've crushed Seinfeld, is what I'm saying. We're it's clearly... Yeah. I mean, MASH, probably not. I mean, you know, they're probably not up there. Uh, what's another great television show that I can...
0: Who wants quality on? when you can have quantity?
1: Exactly. You get a little bit of good, but a lot of it. <laughs> instead of a lot of good, but little of it. Yeah. Uh, so to help celebrate this momentous occasion, he was on our previous episode. He is back. You know him from last year's episode on I Forgot. So he'll tell us. Welcome back, Ian McIver. What did you suggest last Hello. year?
2: Uh, this is my first suggestion. I've oh, it, it is? Table. Yes.
1: Oh, you've just been on. Okay. All right. Yeah well
2: i've just been very involved so that's probably why it seems a lot longer i was gonna say you have
1: the catalog of episodes already built up but i guess they all are a roundtable so yeah,
2: yeah good the, on the most notable one would be the cure episode yes for curing in the 90s
1: and so with your inaugural inaugural in, with your first pick <laughs>
2: what is it uh well um I had a quite a few uh, albums that uh, I was going to choose from and the random number generator came up with C uh, C-Tech uh, darker from uh, 1998.
0: I like Wait, you let a machine pick your record.
2: Yeah. I like that.
0: Yeah. Kinda I like fits. you let a
1: machine pick. That's perfect.
0: <laughs> the machine well, picked I, electronic music.
1: <laughs>
2: yeah. Well, I, I had, um, uh, a number of, um, uh, side projects and, um, lesser known uh industrial albums so I, I i wanted to do something like that for the, the first one instead of going for uh some of the more um notable names uh and so with with this one um uh c-tech is a, a side project of uh front 242 uh sean lincoln meyer um crisis the uh, tni with uh, uh ged denton and um and for this album, uh, Mark Hill of uh, Cuban Ace. And there's a few others that uh, also assisted that I'll add on uh, later on.
1: Now, I'm, I am know the band Front 242, but I hadn't heard this album. Jay, have you heard this? No. Or of this band? I thought Sea no. Tech, I was thinking of the movie Sneakers uh, with Sea Tech Astronomy. So I was completely off. Uh, of
0: course you were.
1: <laughs> it's one of my favorite movies.
0: Is that is that
1: hold up? Oh yeah, I rewatched it recently. Yeah. Very snappy. Snappy movie. It's got it's in, it's a little bit like lighthearted, which is really yeah, like you can't do that anymore, I feel like. You yep. have to be like a straight gritty spy yep. drama.
0: Yeah, everything's uh, gotta be gritty now.
1: But the cast is so I mean, you have Dan Aykroyd, River Phoenix, uh Robert Redford, is it Mary McCormick? No, uh, not Mary McCormick. No, um, who's the? I can't remember what the actress's name is. Um, David Strathairn is in it, playing his character is blind, but he uses like a keyboard to like. Mary build McDonald. S- Mary McDonald. Thank you. Sydney Poitier is in it. Ben Kingsley's in it. Ben Kingsley. I, I'm telling you, it is a loaded yeah. cast. Timothy Busfield. Fun. Timothy Busfield. <laughs> how did you not something with that i know well it's part of the Busfield trifecta films from the uh from the mid 90s don't but, ask me but the I bigger question
2: to. but the bigger question is how does the soundtrack hold up
1: mm. it's actually a, it's a fairly solid spy movie soundtrack like lots of you know very very ominous strings, and then there'll be like a random like discordant piano, like dun 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 dun. <laughs> that's you know, funny. That kind of stuff.
0: It's it's been uh, hovering on the hey, maybe this would be a good one to pull out for a uh, family movie night.
1: I think it is. There's yeah. nothing weird like that where you'd be like, ooh that's not supposed to. Be. Yeah, yeah, that's not. <laughs> There's no. Uh...
3: We're,
0: we're into the spy stuff. That's like not too violent or like you said gritty yeah no this
1: This would be a good pick so uh you covered the history uh, of this or not history but some of the information on this band um and they put out a second so this album came out in what 97
2: uh 97 europe 98 uh in uh, january of 98 for um uh, north america on wax tracks
1: and then a second album came out in 2000 called Cut. Is that correct? Yeah. And yeah. Then they also have a, a EP that came out in ninety-five. And then this was re-released as a compilation darker/slash cut in 2018, which you can get like on Bandcamp and
2: stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So so the EP was originally under the uh Cybertech project uh name, and that was actually the label as well, uh Cybertech. Uh and that was the same uh label um that uh gad denson had um crisis uh tni on but then that label folded and so when it came for this one they went to uh symphonic symphony in uh, europe and uh the legendary uh industrial uh, label uh wax tracks in uh the um united states and canada
1: <laughs> and you mentioned in the patreon comments for those looking for reference on tracks wax tracks issued a promotional 12 inch with is it f- Fodal? How do you say that? Fe- fetal. Fetal and Stateless in 1998, album track and remix each for club play. Yeah. Um, and promotional one. So it wasn't, it wasn't available for sale. It was just like promos for no. clubs. Got it.
2: Yeah, just promos.
1: Uh, James Stelter said, Aw man, fond memories of playing this while uh, pl- listening this while playing the first GTA on my computer. Uh different tracks will play off the C D when hopping in the car. That's funny. Uh yeah,
2: I, I did I did a check uh because I have that game and the manual uh, still. Uh and uh there were no licensed tracks in that game. nor has D Tech been on any of the Grand Theft Auto games. So sorry to burst the bubble.
1: Well maybe uh, he had it maybe he was blasting it at himself. Right. While he was playing.
2: Yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, he's he said taking the C D and playing it in the car or something, so
1: Yeah. Um, oh, yes, Gavin yeah. said, I really wanted to like this as industrial music uh, is important in genre that I think we need to explore more. Unfortunately, this was a bit hard to separate at times. I look forward to more in this vein. We'll get to the poll that will give us a worthy album, better EP, or decent single result from our Patreon community. But first, we'll talk about the album ourselves. Jay, tell me one thing you liked about Darker by C-Tech.
0: It's really dynamic. Uh, I guess my experience with electronic and industrial type music is uh, it tends to be pattern oriented and I guess not incredibly dynamic, I, I guess kind of binary, but this feels like performance oriented. So the drum patterns aren't are varied quite a bit. You know, a song like Random that starts off the album. But even something like being nothing, like when the kick drum drops in, it's not a predictable pattern. And I just found myself as not knowing what was gonna come next, um, not knowing when it was gonna get louder, if it was gonna cut out, what instruments they were gonna bring in. They also use the soundstage like really effectively. Again, I guess I think of music in this genre not doing that particularly well, but there's a lot of like swirling keyboards and it, it doesn't sound flat. Uh, there's a lot of phase shifting and effects on, on the keyboards that give them movement. Um, the drums are panned in interesting ways. Sometimes they'll even have like two parts playing that almost sound like two kits. Um so you know it just it, it's especially in headphones you know it's big it uses all the space it almost feels like you're listening to like you know in a club or in an environment uh and then i like when the record again it in terms of dynamics it, it gets atmospheric and moody you know it's not um let's say like ministry which is like feels like it's always on 11 you know, this takes this shift in the middle of the record where, or around track, I think three or four, where it gets really atmospheric and moody, and actually has a lot of space in it too, which is, was unexpected. Uh, you start to focus more on the vocal. So again, it just it took twists and turns that I didn't expect. Um, it brought melody in in ways that I wasn't expecting, and I guess the last part of the what made it dynamic is just the vocal. You know, it's not sort of a one-note vocal. Um, when I first started, I was like, oh, this kind of reminds me, I guess, of like a Rammstein or something. But there's also some songs where it starts to sound like placebo and some songs where he sounds a little bit like Billy Idol. So like, you know, and it, it, it can be melodic in its own way. I mean, it's not a dramatic shift, but it's, a, it's enough of like knowing when to speak, when to be melodic, when to shift the pitch a little bit to make it, Again, interesting to pull you through the songs to actually make the vocal meaningful. Like it's not, it doesn't feel like, oh, they just slapped the vocal on this because you're supposed to have a vocal. There's actually like hooks and cool vocal parts and it brings a mood. Um, And then in a song like um, Silent Voices, I mean, it's the whole song. There's very little instrumentation around that Uh, and it works really well. So, yeah, unexpected and overall like really dynamic uh, for for electronic record, at least in my experience. Would you like Tim?
1: Well, the variety for one thing. Um, I liked that. I, I'm not super familiar with every genre of electronic music, so forgive me if I misstate some stuff. But I liked that you had sort of the four on the floor pounding beat, like with fetal. Um, but then you go to like a song being nothing has more of what I think of like a break beat where it's it's not as consistent with regards to, uh, you know, this four on the floor feel. Um, and then you get like in shift four, it has a very like 80s ministry or early 90s Nine Inch Nails, like very aggressive and distorted guitar or what I think is a distorted guitar could be, you know, something else. because there's an interesting like playing around with what instruments are whether they're distorted keyboards or whatnot and then you take a song like lost that almost has like a there's this keyboard part that sounds like it could have been off a depeche mode song in the 80s mm-hmm. and i liked that i liked that there was a variety like it was exploring different sounds within industrial music as opposed to just being like an ebm album or just being an, a a sort of Single idea, um, and I, I did really like his vocal. Um, I was even singing along. We were we were before we did the show. We were out for a walk with our dogs, and I was singing along to uh, Fetal's uh, "We're on Our Way to Being Gods." Like I was just like, singing that as I was walking around. It's so great. <laughs> Because that, that line just gets in your head yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and that's one of the things you know that's again where you were talking about the vocal being just a little bit better than maybe when you think of certain like club oriented dance and industrial music where it, the hook doesn't really feel as as effective as it does on, and there's, there's certain songs where the, the music is definitely the hook and that's what brings me back to the song but in, in the case of like that and a couple other tracks there were some like really nice vocal hooks. And I just, I, I have been growing into a industrial music fan over the years as we've been doing this podcast. I had never really listened to, you know, a lot of the bands that had been introduced to us. I knew the big things like Magnish Nails and some of the electronica stuff, but I had never really, you know, dived into Skinny Puppy or, or uh, Night's Reb or, or that kind of stuff. Prick, you know, these were all records that yeah. we're not familiar with before the show. So it's been nice to slowly get these integrated, like Gavin said, like getting into this more and then realizing, like, oh, not every album is just one thing in the same way that, like, sometimes rock bands can mess around with genre on their record. Like the industrial bands can do that too. Yeah. Which I was not, I was not expecting. So I, I like that. It's also, you know, for, the genre, I feel like, it's a fairly, I don't feel like it's that long.
3: Um, it is. <laughs> it's 48
1: minutes, right? I got 53. Well, the original album is nine songs.
0: Uh, okay. I have, I'm listening to the 2018 remaster. Okay. have an extra track.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So the, so the original one is only 48 minutes. I mean, that's not bad for the 90s, for nine songs yeah uh i I could have easily heard them you know with a cd track or the cd length putting on 10 12 minute long multiple songs if they had wanted to but i liked that it's kept to you know arranged songs which have like you said dynamics and each have an individual sound which was i think the biggest takeaway was how diverse this record was in terms of tackling different sounds and different types of industrial music. So uh, why'd you bring it to us? And what's, what's uh, your favorite parts of this record, Ian?
2: Okay. Um, well, th- th- this was a heavy contender. And-, and when I was making my list, this was one of the first ones I-, I put down. So e- even though it's classified as a, a side project, uh, I mean, really this is a super group for the genre, just with the players that you have. Like, like I mentioned, uh the main three players uh at the beginning, jean Demeyer, Front 242, 2, which is legendary industrial EBM band and one of the best. Um, you have uh Mark from from Kubanates at the time. I mean, they were um popular in the scene and and still going. Um uh, get that is kind of the unknown factor with the crisis that NCI though if you, you dig deep and, and uh even um in prefered podcast i was going through their respective uh output uh before and after the album just to kind of get that frame of mind uh back in uh, 98 but um yeah so you have those but then other people you have on the album you have uh phil berry from uh cubanate as well uh, providing samples and that's would be a lot of the guitar samples that you've uh, heard and, and mentioned already. Um, you have How Job, another great German industrial band and they are uh, still starting out, but uh, had already put out the uh, freeze frame reality and uh, solutions for a small plant, both of which are well received. Uh, and then the, the, the biggest X factor for, for this would be Reese Folder from Frontline Assembly. Uh, doing production work, and also uh, co-writing credit on on flowing. So, uh, I mean, you, you've got big players here. I mean, the only time this would even come close for a supergroup in the genre would be Pig Face, and that'd be really the first album, <laughs> which had a lot of the touring members from Ministry, plus uh, Nevek Ogre from Skinny Puppy, and a very young, uh, even uh, pre-Lalpalooza, let alone pre-Downwards Spiral and, and Woodstock 94, uh, Trent Reznor. <laughs> So uh, I mean, you're you're not getting anywhere close to this to this level of Got players. It. So, um, but uh, what what really works well with this is, um, like like you said, it's very varied, it's very dynamic, and, and you look at a lot of industrial music at, at the time. I, I mean, you still had some bands going strong. Uh, uh, Frontline Assembly was still going strong, although Reese Fulbright left the band and um, former live member. Chris Peterson had taken over and put out some good albums and, and side projects with that and cam FDM as well, although they were kind of in their dying days of the original, uh, uh, band, I, I'd say, but you, you didn't have too much else. And anything that was getting put out, what was, especially in America was a nine inch nails quote. And that like, we had to sound like nine snails. I mean, you had labels pushing, skinny puppy on the process which you reviewed to sound like nine inch nails not the band that influenced nine inch nails
3: right right so, so you you, it,
2: you have you have something completely different and it stands out and, and the cream definitely rises to the top and this is a this is a, a solid listen um uh, i mean and, and even uh going through this and, and listening to our stuff it's like okay i can hear a lot of the the jungle and drum and bass that um Cubanate would follow up uh, later in the year on interference. Reese Spielberg also producing that album. You, you hear some of the stuff uh that uh, Jean Luc Meyer was was doing uh, vocally and even in his lyrics that would uh carry over with uh, his Cobalt sixty project and when Front 242 reformed in the early two thousand. Uh, so you you you, you hear, hear all the stuff and it, it's a good place in history. <laughs> Uh, for, for them uh, both uh, personally and um, as a
3: group. So I I hadn't looked it up
1: earlier, but this did actually, um, as far as CMJ goes, it was on their charts in 98. So that was right when we were graduating, Jay. So we probably weren't looking at CMJ mm-hmm. this particular um, September. Yeah. But uh it, it made it to number top. I mean, number eight in the top twenty-five dance chart, and number sixty-one overall in the top seventy-five uh, radio airplay. So it was nice. It's nice to see that CMJ was still pushing sort of non-mainstream music. I mean, this isn't going to make it to the top eight of anything, <laughs> except for maybe dance, uh, you know, charts. Because I think. Like you mentioned, his vocal can kind of vary, but that to me is the difference. I think it's cool, but it's such a different vocal than the smooth vocal of like Stabbing Westward or Trent Reznor. Trent Reznor is a really good songwriter. Like his melodies, like it fits, even though his music can be super abrasive, his vocal melody can always be very pop. And um, this to me falls on the vocal end, not pop. So I could see why it would be, because you oh. get shut out from a mainstream perspective, but still the underground and the college scene would definitely be into it at that time um Was there anything else that worked for you on this record
2: um my myself uh, the one the one that really uh stands out to me is is uh floating, even though it's eight minutes and forty seconds i mean it doesn't feel like it and uh and some of it maybe my own personal taste i mean look- looking behind me, I know people listening to podcasts can't you yeah, i mean i I've got a whole bunch of twelve inch singles uh mostly from the pesh mode but i mean this this calls back to that whole twelve inch culture uh, especially with the wax tracks label in the eighties and, and um,
1: gotcha and
2: other uh electronic music and it really calls back to that, and it just uh it really gets to me. <laughs>
3: More to be felt for all the beings in the know.
2: Lose hold, just let it go. Give in, give up, abandon yourself to the flow. Lose hold, let it go. Give in, give up, abandon yourself to the flow.
1: J what doesn't work for you on the record?
0: i don't uh I, I so I listen to the ten song version like we mentioned earlier uh, I don't love the long intros. sometimes it takes a mm, to me a little too long to develop some of the songs. Um, I think that could be trimmed up quite a bit and it can be a little bit punchier uh <laughs> I feel a little bad because I think I'm on the opposite side where you are, Ian. Because the stuff that has the club feel, uh, I just think of like '90s cyberpunk movies. <laughs> like I feel like I'm I'm like it's cutting to a scene from Johnny Mnemonic with you know, him walking into a club and there's music playing and this would be the music that's playing. Yeah. So or, or it has that feel or
1: with, or hackers, yeah,
0: yeah. So like Shift for flowing. Um, is it fetal? Yeah, uh, fetal. Th- those songs that tend to be faster, got the breakbeat feel, um, or a longer, you know, some more of the dance mix kind of approach. That stuff I just—it it definitely feels like the '90s to me. So there's part of it. It was like remembering that time, which was kind of fun, and definitely like spark that. Oh yeah, I remember this moment. <laughs> I remember like this makes me think of these movies and you know this sound the cyberpunk thing at the time but it also feels like the 90s um whereas i think some of the other material i like more actually feels maybe more 80s or just like timeless I don't love that stuff i'm i'm happy that there's another side of the band or there's many sides to the band or that the album um so that that's not my favorite what about what didn't work for you tim
1: I, I i had the same sort of feeling not in i mean i guess it it's negative in the sense that yes it maybe then makes sound makes it sound dated but like i definitely heard in some of the stuff like shift Four and um and flowing and fetal. Like, yeah, there was an aspect of it where it felt like, oh, this is from the, this is definitely from the, the 90s. Like, ha- had that, like you said, there were, it, for some yeah. reason, it, it's, it sounds connected to that style, that, that, um, world. Um, but, but I didn't bother, me. like, I, I still enjoyed it. It was more just like, oh, well, this is, If I had been into like computer hacking in the nineties, this is what I would have been listening to.
0: What was funny is that as I'm listening to this record, I was, uh, one of the things I was doing was uh, like researching NFTs and I was like, Oh my God, this feels like so perfect. (laughs) (laughs) This is what what everybody thought was going to be happening in the nineties and now it's happening. And this is the soundtrack for it.
1: Yeah. I don't really have any big complaints to be completely honest. Um, I think, I think your thing about the, the intros is correct in the sense that there are times where I can count, they do four of something, there's four measures, then they introduce something, then there's four measures and they introduce something and there's four measures and they introduce something. And it's like, that's a very like standard move. Mm -hmm. Every four measures you introduce, like first you just got the kick drum and then like the hi hat comes in opposite of that and then like some then maybe a little like bass arpeggio or something like yeah and then you're like a minute and a half in you're like okay okay let's let's uh i know we're building here but let's get to something um yeah that happens a couple times which again wasn't like a huge deal for me but it was noticeable yeah. anything that doesn't work for you ian
2: uh, no, there's, there's very little. I I mean I mean this has a, a such a good flow to it. I I mean you, you start off with random flowing and fetal and which are very powerful in your face and then you get a bit more slow down introspective with with si- silent voices and I, I would say that's probably the weakest track, but fortunately it's in the middle of the album. Um I mean Jean Jean Luc de vocals, I mean, they they definitely need a bit more um support with the music than, than what's presented in that song. And there, there's better examples that, uh, that follow on, um, cobalt 12 cobalt 60s, um, uh, 12 album and, uh, pulse, uh, with the uh, front two, four two in uh, 2003, but then it starts to bring it back, uh, later on with the lost and then it, it continues to build. And then you're into stateless shift Four, epitaph. So uh, it, it's got such a, a good, good flow to it that, I mean, any, a weaknesses it, 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 they're where they should be and when you listen to it as a whole yeah you, you don't notice as much but uh, if you put it on um shuffle on your ipod or whatever well apple doesn't make ipods anymore on your phone you may notice okay this is a weak song and uh, so, sometimes uh in this case it, it's definitely a case of uh the, it's greater than the sum of its parts
1: well as as the i guess it's gen z this is, this is a vibe this, <laughs> this whole thing's a vibe uh, like,
0: yeah. or uh what 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 the kids say now is it, it has an aesthetic or oh, it, they say aesthetic. that they say aesthetic
1: <laughs> that's yeah. pretty they went triple consonant on that one
2: yeah yeah wow uh, though gen Jen uh, or or Z for the Americans. But um No, no go yeah, Z. Yeah. We like that better. Yeah, Gen Gen <laughs> Z. Uh the unfortunate part is they, they probably won't get through this album because the intro was less than or is greater than ten <laughs> seconds. <laughs>
1: true, yeah. True. That's well, but if you put it in the background of a TikTok video, they'll oh, they'll yeah. they'll take eat it right up.
2: Oh, um that's big money right there.
1: It, it I mean yeah you got something that goes viral on TikTok, you're uh, you're going to have a nice uh, vacation. Because. Uh, I, I happen to know having a song played on TikTok once. Uh, it's it's a it's a nice one hundredth of a one hundredth of a penny. <laughs> to go along with all my other streaming. Uh, well, let's get into. Um, our overall ratings on this record. Worthy album, better EP, and decent single. At Patreon, they voted. We'll share that in just a moment. But Jay, what, what do you think? Is this a worthy album for you?
0: It is a EP for me. I think it's because I like... Yeah, Ian and I are totally on, I think, opposite sides here. My favorite song is Silent Voices. Yeah. <laughs> I actually don't mind his voice in that. Um, it's a little bit like Dracula, but that's okay. Yeah. Um, I I just like the
1: it's gothic.
0: Yeah,
2: yeah, and, and like, I'm very familiar with his voice with other material, uh, right. and I, I may be coming from a broader view uh, point <laughs> of it.
1: I think that's true.
0: And I just like, yeah, I like the um the concept of the song too. Just how sparse it was, I thought it was just really clever. Mm-hmm. So I, I like random. I like sound of voices. I like being nothing i like the lost that whole section of the record to me sounds uh really interesting like it's it starts to become this unique thing that i would not expect the 90s band to sound like epitaph i like i and i'm gonna throw in my unbreakable code because it's on the two, 2018 version wait you didn't put fetal on no it's got the best chorus yeah. How can you not want that chorus? It's it's hooky, hey, but I don't know that I want to be. It's w- on our way to being be gods. <laughs> I don't want to be walking around the house chanting that. <laughs> We're on our way to being gods. If you feel and, and the first song is pretty good too. That's pretty good. Hook. Um, <laughs> I'm at an EP. Okay. Where you got, Tim,
1: I, I'm at a the album. I, I like this record all the way through um there's nothing i you know like stateless it takes two minutes for the main like beat to come in on that song Mm -hmm. it's a lot of build up so there's a couple of places where i would like trim up make that a minute long intro instead of like a two minute long intro um you know just a couple spots there because then if you get the original record down to 44 minutes you can put it on some wax At, at 48 minutes it's a it's a cd so uh Unless you throw one of those on a 7-inch, which you're not going to do that. You're not going to put any of these on a 7-inch. That's not the quality of uh, listening we want for this. So I'm at a worthy record. um, And I actually would be interested in checking out that second record, Cut, as well. So I might do that in the future. It's going to be painfully obvious, but I'm going to throw it to you, Ian. What's yours?
2: Yeah, yeah. We're, we're, We're the album for me. Uh that's definitely not gonna be a pirated download for me. So uh,
1: actually because
2: <laughs> I've got the C D right here. So <laughs> Excellent. But, uh yeah, no, uh no the, the the this is this is a very solid album. And uh and uh follow-up uh cut uh in, in two thousand uh well it was recorded in the nineties, but so I, I guess it could technically count for the podcast. But
1: it actually does count for this podcast because uh it was, it was a band that had an album out in the nineties and it was, it was released in 2000 as opposed to after 2000. So
2: yeah, technically. Yeah. So, So, but, uh, cuts is is very good. Um, that, that one is, it, it does shorten down a bit of the songs a bit. So that might take away from, uh, some of your, uh, issues with it. Uh, it's also a little bit more, more straightforward where this one definitely, you can definitely tell, uh, Reese Fulber had a hand in it with the uh, layering of uh, of sounds in it. So, but uh, no, but this is definitely worth the album for me.
1: Interestingly, this has never been released on vinyl. No, nope. I'm, I'm surprised by that. Even the reissue. I uh, didn't expect that, but the, but the, as previous mentioned, promotional 12 inch that was released on vinyl uh, in 98 <laughs> Well, the folks at Patreon, they were with Jay. Better EP won this poll. 50%. 25% went with Worthy Album and 25% went with Decent Single. So somebody was just on the club single for this. Maybe we need to have that as an option. The (laughs) 12-inch club single remix.
3: Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
1: Uh, so, uh, congratulations, Jay. Uh,
0: may I'm you with the people,
1: may you reign, uh, <laughs> for, uh, plenty of, uh, years of health and, and happiness and all that. <laughs> I understand the people you do. You understand the people. <laughs> well, Ian, it didn't please everyone, but it pleased most of them to yeah. some degree.
2: I kind of figured that, so I I, I know uh, I'm a bit of a an outsider in the in the community. I'm I'm kind of like we're all friends and that, but I'm the one that's off in the corner listening to his own weird thing. You're a specialist, black and that. So yeah, you're like but, the left-handed
1: uh, reliever that just comes in for three outs in the seventh <laughs> inning. Yeah, that you're yeah. a specialist. That's yeah. that's that's what you need sometimes.
2: Yeah, but well, like I said, we're all friends, though. So we all exactly. appreciate what each other does. That's
1: the uh, best part of the to. community is getting to learn about you know music that you know just slipped by us or we weren't paying attention or wasn't our thing. And you know mm-hmm. what I listened to twenty years ago is not exactly the same stuff that I listen to now. So it's always mm-hmm. good to be adding to the uh, to the palette of uh, options. We need mm-hmm. to thank. Um, James and Gavin for their comments. Obviously, Ian for his pick. And if you would like to be like them, you can go to digmeoutunion.com or dmounion.com to join the union. Little as two bucks a month. You get to join us, support the podcast, get to vote in these polls, get to hang out with the cool community over at Discord. We'll send you a sticker and maybe other stuff depending on what level you join at. You also get access to our weekly newsletter called the box every week two reviews, sometimes by Ian uh, mm-hmm. of new releases relevant to eighties and nineties music. It could be music. It could be TV shows. It could be documentaries. It could be books. It could be anything. There's a new um, Danny Boyle TV series on the sex pistols that just uh, went, just started on Hulu. You need to check really? that out. Yeah.
3: Oh, okay.
1: I believe it's a dramatic reenactment. I don't think it's like a documentary. Oh. oh. So we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Sometimes those are, sometimes those are interesting and sometimes they're terrible.
0: Yeah. The, the acting on those is, is uh, hard to pull off.
1: There's one about in excess and I got five minutes into it and I was like, no. And I turned it off. <laughs> it was so badly acted and like yeah. cheaply done. Yeah. Uh, the box newsletter you can sign up for at digmeoutpodcast.com. It's also where you go to suggest an album. Just go to our suggest an album page, drop an album in there, we'll throw it in the hopper, then our folks at Patreon will vote on it. Are we going to a new way to vote, Jay? Is that what I heard?
0: We are gonna run a little experiment this month. We're gonna have a poll every week. And we're gonna do a tournament style. So we're going to put nine records up the winner uh, for three weeks in a row, the winner of those three polls. Uh, we're going to pick the top two, actually. They will then face off at the end of the month. So a little mm-hmm. bit of a... That sounds so complicated. <laughs> a little we bit get of a the tournament. backlog. Yeah, we've got uh, almost 400 records to get through, Tim. It'll, it literally will take us uh, almost four years to get through those. That's if nobody ever recommended another record.
1: Oh, <laughs> I was going to submit 50 of them right now.
0: <laughs> so uh, there's going to be a lot more voting going on and a lot more chances for uh, um, records to get through uh, at least a couple rounds and uh, maybe get another chance. So it should be fun. We'll see how it goes. We're all about running. Uh, now, can you can you
1: want. will there be ranked choice so I can pick maybe the, the album that I want to win, but then also pick my second choice in case that one doesn't win
0: <laughs> for the first Polls, yes, but for the, for the sort of final round, no. Oh, so we're, okay. we're going to do multiple, not rank choice, but multiple votes. Oh, multiple votes, which I think nets out almost rank choice uh, type results. But uh, when we get down to the end of the month, it's going to be one vote.
1: One man, one vote. One person, one vote. Six Excuse records, me. one vote. That's a lot. Uh, we'll get you your voting guides uh in the mail. Uh <laughs>
0: you're on Patreon, all you just need to you'll get the alert and just go in and click the button.
1: There's gonna be a lot of alerts yep. next month. Let's just put it that way. You're gonna get an email a day from us. It's gonna be annoying. No
2: no, no butterfly ballot though, eh?
1: No. 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 <laughs> we're we're running this all through Jay's nineteen uh ninety
0: two Apple II E. <laughs>
2: Can I haven't spent the money for a four eighty six processor.
0: <laughs> it's not. It's not even on the internet, so you can't hack it. Yeah,
1: it's not. Uh, lastly, Apple Podcasts is where you go if you would like to leave us uh, some positive feedback, perhaps a five star review. That would be very appreciated. So, at the conclusion of our six hundred episode, thanks everybody uh, who has supported this podcast. Some of you have been here for the whole ride. Some of you just joined us last week. Doesn't matter. It's cool. Whenever you got here, you got here. And we're happy to have you.
2: And some people are Gavin Reed.
1: And some people are Gavin (laughs) (laughs) OG. The OG. All right. For Jay, I'm Tim. We're out. We'll be back next week with another episode of Dig Me Out.